0: Introducing Kicking Back with the Cooks, presented by Woodhouse. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations, simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, and buy online at woodhouse.com. Here's Head Coach John Cook, along with your host, Lauren Cook West. Happy belated holidays, and welcome back. First episode of 2024, Kicking Back with the Cooks. Coach Cook, Happy New Year. Happy January. What are, what are your New Year's resolutions?
1: Um, my New Year's resolutions, um, become a better roper, <laughs> uh, uh, keep getting in great shape, and um, uh, figure out how we're going to win a natty in 2024.
0: I like that one. I can't deal with another year of being a runner up. <laughs>
1: Well, it's three out of the last six years we've been runners-up, but it's hard to get there, and it's even harder to win it.
0: I know. Let's, let's just do a quick recap of the season, because we really we didn't talk once the season ended, because you guys went so, so far in the tournament. So give us a recap of the season. Was it everything you expected it to be? What surprised you? What didn't surprise you? And what learning points are you taking from this year and applying to next year?
1: Well, wow, that's a big question, Lauren. We have, we have extra time on the podcast today to go through all that? We, um, we
0: have all the time. Cole's given us two – our producer Cole has given us two hours, so we, <laughs> we just can't exceed two hours because I think basketball comes on next.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I'm going We're going <laughs> to the game. We're getting, oh, there we're you getting, go. We're getting presented. Um, so, you know, looking back on the season, it was uh, – I think one of the the best seasons we've ever had since I've been coaching at Nebraska. I think we really maxed out. We had a lot of unknowns, Uh, you know, started four freshmen, six new players off our team. So I I, I give a lot of credit again to our captains for really pulling this group together and getting them to to, to believe. And, uh, you know, we had a heck of a season winning the Big Ten, you know, winning it by two games with a week left. I mean, that's unheard of to do that in the Big Ten with all the great teams. Um, and, you know, our, one of our goals was to go undefeated in Nebraska, which we did, uh, and, and then uh, win the Big Ten and then uh, compete for a national championship. And we had a great run of five matches, played really well, and, you know, got all the way to the finals and ran into a Texas team that was, you know, just they were at another level. So, uh, I think overall it was a really, really special year. Uh, we had a lot of fun these These guys really stuck together, and then of course you 're on a this high go all the way, even though we lost you 're still on a high because it was a heck of a season, and then you know Black Monday hits so <laughs> i don 't know how much we want to talk about Black Monday, but well- We'll,
0: we'll definitely get into that. I like the term so, Black Monday. So you,
1: you got a little dose of that because you had to sit in the car with me for two days while I'm talking <laughs> to everybody and recruiting and people are leaving. And so uh, you, uh, you got a dose of reality of what it's like to be a college coach now for volleyball, especially once your season ends, it doesn't end. In fact, you know, it might have been just as intense for the next couple of weeks after the national championship match. As it was leading up to that. And I'm not sure when it really settled down because we just <clears throat> you know, we we've now built our roster back up, so I feel like we had a couple days there where, okay, we got that squared away, and now start getting ready for beach.
0: If you could describe the season in this past season in one word, what would that word be?
1: Uh, yeah. I
0: love it when I make you wordless. Yeah.
1: I I would say it epic.
0: Stump
1: you? epic. Epic is a word okay. that pops in my head. It was just epic in so many ways. And that that's why you coach. I mean, you could go years until you have an epic year and uh, and that's what kind of I don't know, it just reignites a fire in me and hopefully our other coaches and our team just when you have an epic season like that because that's what you're chasing. You're chasing that dream. You're chasing that feeling of trying to get there to have a special season, a team that plays and really plays for each other and maxes it out and plays at a high level and uh, didn't let it really much get in the way. And so epic's the word, and epic is a rebuilder, a reigniter for in a reinvent for the next year uh, lead in.
0: I love that. If you could have done anything differently throughout the season, what what would it have been, or would you keep everything the same?
1: I, there's nothing I, I that I would have done different. Um, uh, yeah, there's nothing that I mean. I feel like everything we did. Uh, was what we needed to do. And I really don't have anything that I'm second guessing or anything like that. Uh, so, um, to, so to answer your question, no.
0: I have to tell you or admit to you, I love it when I'm in the background when you're doing recruiting calls. I could listen to those calls all day. <laughs> and you know what's funny is we. I should probably create a list because there's been a lot of times where I've been in the background eavesdropping and someone commits or, you know, something great happens. I mean, I remember when Branna Holman committed, I remember being there for when Nicklin Hames committed. I, I mean, it's just, or when you, when you offered, I remember Kayla Banworth offering her an, an assistant at job at Nebraska when you offered Kelly Hunter. I mean, there's been so many different moments or big moments for Nebraska volleyball that I got to be in the background for, and I should, I should make a list.
1: I know. There's a lot of the times, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening over that Christmas, you know, break. And uh, a lot of those things you just mentioned all happened over Christmas break. So uh, so a couple of them were in the summer, though, when we were in the mountains. So we were a couple of big ones in 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 Big Sky. We were up there.
0: Nick Uh,
1: Lynn. Yeah, Nick Lynn. But then also Madison Lily dumped me. I still remember where I was at (laughs) down in Bozeman or in Big Sky. On the road I was at, I was with a realtor looking at a lot, and she called me, and I thought she was going to commit, and she dumped me. So, um, But anyway, yeah, those are some of the things that you never forget.
0: No. Well, what? so you mentioned you ended the season, and then you were busy away. You were working, trying to figure out with, and we'll get into the transfers and and all that here in a second, but you had players transferring. You were trying to bring players in to get that roster number back up. What else have you been doing in what is considered your downtime postseason?
1: Uh, Really, well, we just also, uh, uh, Brian Magentang, our video coordinator, tech guy, um, he's been here for several years now. Uh, He just got hired away for Las Vegas. So that's one thing I was dealing with, talking to the Las Vegas coach, talking to him, trying to just, you know, manage through that, recruiting uh, and then, just trying to get our staff uh, ready to go, uh, and all the you know working on scheduling that that is a constant thing working on scheduling our spring schedule, our fall schedule, and of course, we just opened up camps last week that 's wild and then the other big thing is i've been I started speaking, so I had two speaking events last weekend i go I have several speaking events over the next month, basically. Big Ten meetings, and then the other thing that might be interesting—I don't—I don't know for sure—but I'm on the rules committee, so I had a two-day. I was supposed to be in Indianapolis, but every year I could get snowed in in Wyoming, so uh, or Arizona, I, we couldn't get out. But so I do the Zoom, because <laughs> everybody else goes to Indianapolis. But you know, I've earned—I've earned my stripes. I can—I can zoom in on that. But that was—that was really interesting, and we actually made some pretty major changes uh, in, in the rules. It's still not, they're still not final, but double hits are now allowed. You may be able to challenge plays over the top of the net. Uh, there's some jewelry things that loosened up. Uh, you can maybe play with two liberos, which I still haven't figured out yet why you would want to. But uh, so there's, it was a pretty dynamic uh, rule change year. There's some other things that I really push for, being able to play with the men's volleyball and uh, trying to shorten the games, take away timeouts, uh, do what International is doing. They've taken away timeouts. Of course, their challenges are instant because they have the Hawkeye system. And the SEC is going to go with the Hawkeye system. We're still stuck with the DV system, which hasn't been doing a very good job if you just look at how many challenges they are and how long they take. So trying to speed up the game so we don't have these over three-hour matches.
0: You mentioned Brian Magatang; he's leaving. Nicklin Hames, I believe her time is up, and she accepted a role at VCN.
1: Yeah, she's full time at VCN. She's engaged, getting married, bought a house, so she's staying here in Lincoln, which is awesome. Uh, Brian, um, uh, he's driving right now to to uh, Las Vegas
0: as a coach.
1: Yeah, he's he's going yeah. into a full. He's going to be associate head coach there, so. Again, our, our people get hired. And then uh, Jared, one of our GAs, is working full-time with the Portland Love Volleyball team and that club there. Remy, who is here, is also involved in that. And so those those are our two grad assistants, Brian. And then um, Jordan is still trying to figure out her schedule. In fact, I have, I've got to sit down with her and we've got to map it out. She kind of has a plan on what she's going to do, but she'll pretty much... By the time we get to April, we'll be full-time in Anaheim and uh, training for Paris. So, But she's in training right now with, with Kennedy, and it's pretty cool. So Kennedy gets to train with Jordan, and Jordan's in there uh, training hard right now. And then uh, once a week, uh, sorry, once a month, she'll go back for a week to Anaheim and train with Jordan Poulter and Karch. The rest of the time, she's training here, and then... Uh, she can't coach beach, n- neither can I, so uh, we go to weights and, you know, just around, and, and we'll, we'll have goal meetings starting tomorrow, and uh, it's going to go by really fast because we basically are playing beach in a month, and then we have a, a month beach season, and then we're into our indoor season, so this semester's going to fly because it's just, I don't know, everything's crammed in. Because we started so late, we just started school yesterday on, on Monday, the 22nd. So very late start, and we'll go a little bit later into May.
0: We know Jordan's trying to make or play in the Paris Olympics. Will she be back though in the fall to help coach? <clears throat> she
1: will. She will fly from Paris to here to be ready to go, and she'll start. Uh, she'll be here about when we're starting two days, so it'll work out good. Um, and that's the plan. And uh, you know, when I hired her, I knew that would be a probability. Now, if she doesn't make the Olympic team, she'll be here sooner. But you know, she she looks really good. She's playing really good. She's working out really hard at a place here in Lincoln. Uh, actually, Rachel Schwartz's brother trains her. He does a really good job. Uh, I've seen some of the stuff that she does. Um, and uh, so that's that's kind of what we're doing.
0: Talk us through the beach volleyball season, so we've covered that. I heard a rumor that because Kennedy's not playing beach, and I think there's someone else that's not playing beach that I'll let you talk about and why they're not playing, but uh, you ha- you're low on numbers for beach. So you had a beach volleyball tryout?
1: Well, kind of. Uh, so uh, okay, you got to think about it this way. We lost four players. We gained two, two freshmen, Skyler and Olivia who are very good beach players. I was very impressed day one uh, yesterday. And um, so we're low on numbers. Becca uh, is taking beach season off. She's going to rehab some things. And uh, uh, so that puts us at 11. And you really need 12 in beach season. So there's a young lady who is who Lexi Rodriguez knows. She's from uh, Illinois. They played club against each other. She plays on the club team here. So we've offered her a spot on the beach team uh, to play. And she's a good little player. And so she would be great. So right now we're working through all the, she's got to go through all the physical stuff, medical stuff, all that get cleared. And um, so, yeah, we'll have a newcomer on the beach team. And then... Allie Battenhorse is also going to play because a Battenhorse, sorry. Uh, So um, she's going to she's graduating in May, even though she went in the portal, and she's going to go take her. It's her fourth year, but it's technically her fifth year because she started early. So she's going to do what a lot of these players are doing. They're going somewhere that last year, uh, and she whether she plays beach this spring or not, it's going to count against her. So we want her to play again, so we can get up to twelve. And I'm excited that she's going to play. It'll be great for her. She's thinking about maybe playing beach, you know, after college, and uh, so she'll be on the beach team. And again, we're making sure she graduates and taking care of everything. And and uh, so not every school do, does that, and you know that's. But you know, we're, we uh, we we want to support our athletes and. And, again, it's important for them. They're so close to graduating that we make sure that they graduate from here because it's at that point in your career when you transfer, it's very difficult. And so both of our transfers coming in are going to be at their schools till May because they're going to graduate there. And instead of coming here and they've got to really start almost, you know, take, they have to take extra credits and so on, it's almost like starting over your, your junior-senior year. So anyway, that's kind of the beach update and what's happening there.
0: Where all are you guys going for your beach season or where are you playing?
1: Yeah, Jalen put together a great beach schedule. We're going to play some local Kansas City teams, small schools here to warm up. Then we're going to LSU. And we're playing LSU and some great teams down there. Then we come back, have, I think, Wichita State in there and so on. And then we go uh, to Hawaii. We're playing several Hawaii and several great teams that are there. And then we go to San Diego, play some teams there. And then we finish at Long Beach and play, I think we're playing Pepperdine, UCLA, Texas. So we're playing a lot of, and Texas is now going to a full-time beach program. So we're playing a lot of really, really good teams. But we feel like we want to challenge our players. And they're a year older. They've been through this. And so it'll be fun. Oh and Lauren the other thing I should say is in Hawaii we're going to play at Queens like we normally do in that tournament and then on Monday and Tuesday we're going to fly to the Big Island and play Hawaii Hilo 2 days and the Big Island in Hawaii is is not as well known as Oahu because it's it's more of an agricultural it's not as huge, super big tourist but it's still really beautiful and it's just different. It, it, it'll feel more like Nebraska because there's a lot of farming and agriculture and stuff going on. That's where the Cowboys are, so I'm excited to go over there.
0: Will any of these matches be live streamed or up somewhere for fans to watch?
1: We need to ask Nate Pullen that, or SID, or Lindsay. They're the ones in charge of that. So uh, I think there, uh, there's a lot of interest, so I think somewhere there's going to be some streaming and you know, Facebook, I I don't know, FaceTime or whatever they do on their live Facebook. Is that what it is? And uh, so we'll just have to wait to see what they come up with.
0: All right, let's dig in to transfers, Uh, players that left, players that are coming in, what you can't, I know there's some things you can't talk about, can't discuss, but uh, tell us who's transferring out. I know it's been put out there, but talk us through that and then who you're bringing in.
1: Well, I already mentioned Allie is leaving in May.
0: And and she hasn't decided where she's going, correct?
1: No, not that I know of. She hasn't shared that with me. Uh, So uh, Caroline, Black Monday was Caroline, Hayden, and Maggie all came in. And uh, Caroline and Hayden said they were going in the portal and leaving. And, of course, very quickly they found another school. Caroline's at Penn State. Hayden went to Tennessee. And then Maggie was she was kind of in crisis she was looking at do i want to play basketball do i not want to play basketball do i want to transfer for just volleyball do i want to transfer for both do i want to stay here so she was really uh we had several conversations with her just talking through things and what she wanted and ultimately she decided and she's waited quite a while ultimately she decided to she was going to be finished with basketball and uh, focused primarily on volleyball, she also ended up at Penn State.
0: So with those four leaving and then the freshman that you had coming in, what did that bump your roster down to?
1: Uh, to 12. Okay. And, and so and we, you- we were thin at outside hitter and we're thin at middle. And uh, um, so we had to go to work. To try to have you want to try to have at least five pin hitters and you want to have a, try to have at least three middles so we actively pursued a middle blocker and um, we have a transfer coming in but I, I haven't I can't talk about her yet and uh, and then the outside hitter position was Taylor Lanfair who has signed her papers and all that so she's but again she won't be here till May uh, she just had her official visit here this past weekend when it was you know 20 below, but she was in Minnesota. She thought we were having a heat wave here.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and she's
1: got this thermal coat. She calls it thermal coat, and so she was pretty warm. It didn't. Bother. I was really worried, like, oh my gosh, she's gonna come here and think this place is the Arctic. <laughs> but she, it was like nothing for her. You know, right. I, I was freezing, but um, so. Anyway, now our roster's back up to 14. We have built a little bit of depth, and uh, I think there's going to be some great competition. And our team became a little bit older because uh, Taylor's technically going to be in her fifth year, but she has two more years left to play. And the other middle blockers we're recruiting um, uh, we 're all fifth year players, so they have they basically have one more semester left and and uh, that 's kind of who we were targeting
0: if you 're wondering who this middle blocker is, just go to instagram Twitter Facebook Nebraska volleyball uh, posted or reposted her post so she so it 's up there and, and you can look and find her there um, I want to ask you do, and, and maybe this is something you can't answer, but with the players that left, does it have to do with playing time? Does it have to do with NIL? Are there other factors that play into that? What's what's the main source of players leaving programs? And maybe it's not just at Nebraska, but across the board. Why why are we seeing so many players transferring so often now?
1: Well, first of all, the portal makes it very easy to go. So. You could just literally send an email, and you're in the portal, and then you can go get recruited. So it's very easy to transfer. So that's, I mean, and so people are going to take advantage of that. I think in our case, all three players uh, that transferred, I'm with the Allie played, so she's would be the exception. But Allie's, I think is kind of similar to what Ani Evans did and what Kelly Schwarzenbach did. They want to experience something else their last year and uh and I'm totally supportive of that and you know and it's you know they can go get their masters, have a new experience, try a different part of the country, conference, whatever, maybe play beach and uh so that's Allie's situation. The other three were all younger players who weren't getting enough playing time, probably, and uh, they they want to play. And again, that's one of the trade-offs. We had a very young team, started four freshmen. So you're looking at, OK, when do I get on the court? And so you have a choice. You can stay and compete and try to beat those guys out or uh, try to go find another program. And uh, so that's what those three, I think, it, it came down to playing time. Cause, We had, I mean, our team chemistry, culture, everything was awesome. And those guys were, they busted their butts here and did a great job. And, um, you know, Maggie started several matches. And Caroline, of course, we redshirted. But, boy, I was tempted to play her at times. And um, so, but those are the choices that they made. And it's kind of like, you know, how long do you wait or do you go right now? And, again, they they come in right after we get back from Tampa so i I think emotions are high and and but anyway that's kind of my view on it.
0: How do you keep kids happy if they're not getting playing time and keep them from transferring or is that even possible anymore?
1: It's it's harder and harder uh <clears throat> I think you know to you know, usually, usually you're you're redshirting freshmen. In the old days we'd redshirt freshmen, so great. You're not playing them, so you're playing the older players. But when you start for a freshman, and you're you know, it's that's a little bit different. And I think players are coming in more prepared to play, so and they think they should play. So if they're not playing, well, I'm going to go somewhere where I think I can play. Now they're still going to have, I mean. Two of them chose Penn State and the other chose Tennessee. I mean those are all great programs. So they're gonna have great players there too. So they're still gonna to have to compete. So that's you know, I mean that's their decision though.
0: We're gonna get into confession and lesson ah,
1: time. I hate that. Your
0: your favorite time of the podcast. I am going to tee you up though for your confession. Okay. There's been some horse drama in Coach Cook's horse world. <laughs> Yeah. And you have rehomed Bud. Yeah. You're you're probably going to get a lot of pushback on social media for this, but Bud has a new home. You can I'll let you talk about that, but I want to know if he's going to be replaced.
1: Uh you know, not, I'm I have two horses now, <laughs> uh, Reba and Reggie, and of course your brother has been riding them. And, uh, so if he wants to get another horse, that's up to him. Horses need a job. And when you're, Bud's not a roping horse. He's more of a trail horse, buddy horse. And so I've been talking to Lindsay because Lindsay's got four boys. Lindsay Peterson. Yeah, Lindsay Peterson. So we kind of decided Bud might have more of a job, uh, with four boys and uh, being used more and kind of used as a, he's a great horse to put somebody on and lead him around and kind of learn how to ride. Uh, and uh, so we just thought that would be better, Bud would, because Bud wasn't really getting ridden because he's not a roping horse. And so that's kind of that decision. And Lindsay's fired up and the boys are fired up. And of course, you know, her youngest Nash is your daughter's boyfriend. And um, so anyway, and uh, you know he he told Lindsay that they hold hands, which yeah. they were at uh, final four, so they, that's yeah. kind of what 's happening, and it, of course, it upsets your mother, uh, who loves <laughs> Bud and Bud's a sweetheart um, but did
0: you cry when bud when Bud drove off into the sunset
1: no, and and How re it? and kind of the timing was. You know, one of my friends was coming back from Arizona to Nebraska, so he had a four-horse trailer, so he had room in his trailer, so we thought, okay, it's going to be hard to get him back here, so let's do it now. And, of course, Bud comes back, you know, and it's 20 below. But Bud's got probably the nicest horse blanket in Nebraska. It's Because uh, at Wyoming, we had to get him a really nice uh, blanket. I mean, this thing is super thick. It's like a down jacket. So he, he, was, he was staying warm.
0: How's Reba? Did she throw a fit?
1: No, Re- Reba's Reba's buddies with Reggie, so...
0: She's moved on. <laughs> yeah, she's moved on.
1: <laughs> she probably misses Bud. They probably miss each other. But, uh, yeah, they move on really quickly.
0: What's a lesson you can leave us with today to end this podcast or this episode?
1: A lesson. Um...
0: I want something good. Starting off the new year... New lesson, one that fans can take with them for the rest of the year. Oh, Something gosh,
1: big. Lauren, that's a that's a pressure's big one. on. Um, a lesson, a lesson. Um, I, you know, I, I think the the lesson I can think about right now is uh, that this past year. The 2023 season. I mean, we talk about dreaming big, and and we really dreamed big and dreamed bigger. And sometimes, you know, you may not think it's all going to work out, but the stadium match, you know, the season that we had, you really, really got to enjoy that and appreciate it. And one of the cool things is, of course, I go to O Street High V. I I that's where the pulse of Nebraska volleyball is, is in the O Street High V. Because I hear from everybody in there when I go in there about our volleyball season, how much they appreciated it. But I've already started speaking and I've been around the state. People just love this season. They love volleyball. They love the volleyball team. And I think we got to make sure, you know, that doesn't, those seasons are not every year. It's not automatic. And um, so, uh I think the lesson is, you know, people really appreciate it and they're super excited about 2024. But what the lesson I've got to teach our players is we can't rely on 2023. It's a new season, new team, and we're going to have four new players. So we got to start over and build. And uh, But the lesson is continue to dream big and try new things. And, you know, we didn't talk about the Vegas deal I had going, which is – You know, we wanted to play USC and UCLA to kick off the Big Ten in April at the South Point Casino in Vegas, which has a 5,000-seat arena underneath in there, and it would have been awesome. But uh, the NCAA won't grant us the waiver to go that far to play, so we had to punt that last week. But that was the next big dream that I've been working on for months. And... South Point Casino was actually owned by a Nebraska family, so it was, a, it was a kind of a cool connection, and everybody was ready to go, but can't get the waiver, you can't go.
0: I'm sure you're already on to dreaming about something else and <clears throat> planning something big.
1: Well, we're working on a couple things, um, so we'll see what shakes out and you know, have something to talk about on the next podcast, whether it worked or not. But I want my my biggest thing ahead. is I'm trying to get the get us to be able to use the men's volleyball, and uh, that they use in college men and internationally and in the USA programs use them. Uh, that's been my latest big thing, but that's that's not flying very fast either.
0: <laughs> I want to end with what you I, I spoke with you earlier on the phone today, and you told me same what you should say instead of saying thank you. I think that's a really good lesson. And yeah. what means more than saying thank you?
1: Well, your mom, Wendy, sent me a study on that they did on how to thank people, and it was a study with working with people and so on. And so instead of saying thank you, you say, "Man, Lauren, I'm really grateful we did this podcast." And those are the magic words. "I'm really grateful," you know, and and that scientifically, they showed in the study that that's way more powerful than just saying thanks or thank you. So that's—is that what you're talking about?
0: Absolutely. Are, are you actually grateful that we did this episode today?
1: Yeah, always, <laughs> always. I, I, it's feel like it's been a long time. I think people are going to be, you know, like, what the heck? What, what have you guys been waiting for? And well,
0: a uh, lot's been happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you but, have you have literally not had a minute. I mean, you were supposed to have some downtime after the season, but as everyone just heard, it's been go, go, go. And I, I would agree, you've been more busy post-season than you were during the season.
1: I know it's it's kind of been kind of crazy, and uh, but that's the new world of coaching. And um, so we can uh, complain about it, or we can adapt. And um, so. Uh,
0: the know, great ones adjust. great
1: ones adjust, and it's a great challenge. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so anyway. But uh, the players that are staying here and, uh, and returning, and I think they're very fired up. And they were already working really hard day one on the beach, which you know that is not easy to go in that sand the first day. It's brutal. You uh, feel like
0: your lungs are going to give out.
1: Yeah. And, and your legs. Yeah. They got after it. So it was pretty impressive.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today, Coach Cook. Cole Hartman, thank you for producing this one. Nick Burkhart for editing it. And to all of our loyal listeners and fans, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Kicking Back with the Cooks. We will see you all again next month, which also happens to be, Coach Cook, do you know what next month is?
1: Oh, yeah, Lauren. It's uh, birthday <laughs> month. So Birthday yeah, month. Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe we'll do a fun giveaway. We always say that, but we should actually do some sort of giveaway. Okay. Maybe sh- you can sign something, like a, something Adidas. I Maybe some- Adidas will loan us or lend us something, and you can sign it, and we can give it to a fan. Oh,
1: I got some stuff we can give away. Some stuff right. from the stadium match, uh, stuff from the Final Four. So we got some stuff. Let's- I've got we'll- a, re- we'll- a red cowboy hat. Um,
0: there we go. Got a ni-
1: nice red beanie. <laughs> it says Huskers <laughs> on it. So we got some stuff we could do. be have fun we'll- with
0: it. We'll celebrate my birthday and do a giveaway while we're at it.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Well, as always, thanks again and go Big Red.